Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome everyone to the Feathered Desert. It has been a bit since we've had some new episodes, but we are starting up with new episodes again. So Cheryl and I are here together as always, and we are going to talk about beginner birding tips. So Cheryl and I often get people asking us to identify the birds they see in their backyards. And we love helping people figure out which feathered friend is visiting their feeders. But we thought we'd share some beginner birding tips with our listeners that will help you identify the birds when we're not there to help you. Beware, though, once you master these tips, the addiction has begun, and you'll use them everywhere you go, not just in your own backyard. Well, you know, when I see a new bird in my backyard, my heart beats a little faster at the prospect of identifying a new species I've never seen before. So I run to get my ID guide to figure out who has come to come to visit and by the time I get back to the window of course the bird is gone but don't worry there are a few identifying markers you can take note of when you first see the bird that can help you when you're able to access your ID the first one we'll start with seems obvious but it's super helpful and that is color whether it's brown blue black Yellow or red, the color can be a great start to identifying your visitor. Initially, you only have to make note of the main color of the bird. This will give you a good base to build your identification notes. When you get more confident, you can add in striping, spotting, and other color markers. Absolutely. Now that we have made note of the color, keep that in your head, Take a look at the body shape of the bird. This is one of the most important identifiers that will help you find which family of birds you should be looking at when you look at your ID guide. There are three qualities you need to notice when looking at body shape. They're not hard. Don't panic yet. First, the size of the bird. That's kind of an obvious one. But trying to decide whether a bird is small, medium, or large can be difficult when you first get started. So what I recommend is picking a bird that you are already familiar with, sorry, that you're already familiar with, such as a house finch or a morning dove, whatever you like, it doesn't matter, whatever bird is comfortable for you. Then when you're trying to ID a new bird, compare it to the size of your familiar bird. Think, is it bigger or smaller than a house finch? Then you have an idea of what size bird you need to look for in your ID guide, especially if you're using one of those apps. A lot of times they'll ask you what size is the bird. That's a good way to do it. So second, you want to look at the basic shape of the body. Is it small and round? Is it sleek and long? Is it stout? These are subjective terms. But by making yourself memorize the shape of the body as you look at your visitor, you'll recognize it when you look in your ID guide, which is what you want. Mm -hmm. 
Also, a lot of the quick reference ID guys will actually ask you to begin with an ID of the body bird shape. If you're using an app on your phone or your tablet, this is a good way to start off with that also. So third, so you've got our basic shape that we're looking at and our size. Our third one is going to make special note of the tail. Is it long? Is it short? Is it V-shaped or is it square? Can you see a split in it? These three qualities of the tail, the body shape, and the size are a great way to get you started on finding out which visitor is in your backyard. So once you've mastered these first two markers, challenge yourself to add a few more. Easily seen characteristics. Look closely at the bird's eye and see if there's a ring around it. If the bird has one, it will typically be white or an other pale color. What you want to take note of is whether it goes all the way around. If it's on the top only, the bottom only, or looks more like the letter C. The eye ring, as it's called, is a great way to whittle down what bird you've seen once you've used color, shapes, and size to get to the correct family. Yes, that's one of my favorite ones. Now there's one last characteristic to look for, and those are bars on the wings. So if the bird has wing bars, they're often a lighter color than the main color of the wing. So we're not looking for like they're flying around with metal pieces on their wings or anything. They're, we're looking for actual color. So they can be very distinctive, like bright slashes across the wings, or they could be more faded. They can have one or two. These also may vary depending on the season. But adding the wing bars to your identification notes can pinpoint your bird. We want to offer you a few other tips to make redeeming new birds as easy as possible. Be prepared. If you have a set of binoculars, which I do, sitting by my window, place them near the window as I just said, you can see your bird feeders, the window you can see your bird feeders from. Having them readily at hand will improve your chances of getting a better look at the bird. Place a pad of paper and pen next to the window as well. Then you can scribble down the identifiers you, we just talked about. And I know it sounds like a lot of things to remember, but don't worry, once you train your brain, it will process all this information in a matter of moments. Yes, and speaking of training your brain, we Cheryl was actually telling me about this article that she saw when we were discussing this episode. And there are lots of scientists, sorry, sorry, once again, I don't know, I'm having a rough day. Here we go. <laughs> Scientific studies have proven that identifying birds can actually improve brain function. I think that's worth it right there. Yes. Neuroscientists have shown that gaining expertise in a subject area can actually rewire your brain. When choosing people to participate in their studies, the scientists recruited from all levels of bird watchers. So the more you practice identifying birds, the more neurons fire in your brain. As you gain expertise, the pathway you are developing in your brain becomes quicker and easier to traverse. That sounds very complicated, but 
Over time, expertise in this particular skill or other types of skills can change the structure of your brain. Parts of the cerebral cortex can actually grow thicker as you gain more visual and auditory knowledge. That's pretty cool. And they're doing this with different ages of people. So these are not just young kids. We're talking retired people as well. And so people in their 50s and 60s, maybe even older. This makes it easier for you to add new information in the future. For example, if you're an expert at IDing birds in Arizona and you travel to Maine, you may not be able to automatically ID brand new bird species that you see in Maine, but it does help you remember them better. You've already opened those pathways, so adding new information is easy and lasts longer. Now, if you're an expert birder, that doesn't mean you're going to be great at everything new you try, but it could mean that you might be better at learning new visual skills. So the research has also shown that sharpening your birding skills can help you sharpen your focus in other areas. I think this sounds like a great excuse to carry your binoculars everywhere you go. I agree. Yes. And who doesn't want to have a little bit more focus in their life? <laughs> So remember, color, size, shape, and tail when you see a new bird and you're on your way to becoming an expert bird watcher. Also, pair this podcast with our birding by ear episodes, and you'll also work out your auditory brain muscles. That's a good idea. So win-win. For our loyal listeners, you've probably noticed that the sound is a little bit different than it used to be. I wanted to let you know what was going on with that. Sadly, Cheryl and I no longer live close enough together that we can record this in person with both of us in the same room. So we're trying a couple of different options to record the Feather Desert so we can still bring you all of this fabulous bird information that we have. So bear with us as we figure out which recording process will work best for us. And keep listening. Thanks. <laughs>